I'm Romney Navarro, and this is Firestarters, a streamlined funding podcast where entrepreneurs share their stories, passions, and the formulas fueling their success. Each week, we talk to extraordinary people about what they do, why they do it, how they make a difference, and how they inspire the people around them. Now, it's time to bring the heat. And next, coming up to the stage, it's Roxy Navarro. <laughs> what does that even mean? I don't know, but stay tuned because you're going to find out. Let's just say that uh, we're talking public relations and we're talking about getting on stages. There you go. Stand by. Stay tuned. Successful investors use leverage to get the most from their investments. Streamline Funding provides project financing for home builders and entrepreneurs all across the state of Texas. Visit StreamlineFunding.com or give us a call at 512-250-8575 and speak with a Streamline representative today. We have infinite funding, resources, and expertise to help you grow your business. What are we going to talk about today, ladies and gentlemen? I'll tell you in a second. I am Romney Navarro, the host of the Firestarters podcast, and I am joined by the expert producer of podcasts in the private lending space, Mr. Sean Harris. What up? What up, yo? We've just been talking about altered states of reality. And yep. um, that's a good dovetail for today's topic. Yeah, we're, Sean's going to act yeah. <laughs> like the expert. Exactly. No, actually, this is a great uh, dovetail. There's, you could always make a connection, right? But today, that's a great dovetail because yeah. today we're going to be talking about public relations, mm -hmm. what they see, what they hear. That's right. Very different sometimes than um, what's happening mm -hmm. and the, the technical part. PR and technical, very different things. So yeah. we are, we're going to dive right in. Guys, um, again, I'm Romney Navarro, the host of this fun podcast that we've been doing for about a year now. Firestarters, it has been fantastic. Uh, it's interesting though, before we jump into content, I want to talk a little bit about what we're, we're doing with Firestarters mm -hmm. and um, give you guys a little bit of a segue as to what's coming down the pipe. Yeah. This is going to be good. Um, so we launched Firestarters originally as a, as a podcast to get content out to real estate investors, developers, builders, but in general, people and entrepreneurs in the space, mm -hmm. real estate investing. And um, we hit the nail on the head. We had a couple of people come in. They, they gave us a lot of good content and a lot of people were excited. You know, we had a lot of good follows, a bunch of good downloads and, and just had a lot of success with it. Unfortunately, we continue to have a lot of success with it. But in this time, um, we have also evolved, uh, evolved as a business, um, evolved as humans and, um, and just kind of moving on with, with, you know, things, just everyday business. And one of those evolutions, as I mentioned, evolving in business is um, we are looking to now kind of grow our business and maybe even change a little bit of the content that we deliver on this show. So my role is going to be changing here pretty soon. Not necessarily my, my you know, duties as a host of a podcast, but definitely my, my responsibility to my clients. And for the last 10 years of my life, I've been writing private loans. And those private loans are directly to borrowers, people who are flipping houses. That's my client. Today, I'm here to tell you that I'm actually going to start working directly with other lenders. 
in helping those lenders grow their business, not necessarily just the clients. You're going to be teaching other people to be just like you. Yeah. You're going to be creating other Romneys out there. Isn't that exciting? You know, um, this is real. Yeah. It's a little bit humbling when you say it that way. And when I, when I boil it down to like the essence that I'm really going to teach, I mean, I mean it from the bottom of my heart. This thing is real. It works. Yeah. I'm going to teach them a thing that's worked for us. We're a company that produces $150 million in loan volume a year. Yeah. In the industry and, and a lot of the players out there, the big banks and stuff are starting to realize it's real mm-hmm. after, you know, finally, after all yeah. these years, you know, we've, we've been doing it for what, 18 years or so. Yeah. And now uh, a lot of the big guys in the banking industry are starting to take notice. Hey, this is a real viable uh, investment opportunity, you know? Um, And there is a lot of opportunity out there for people just like us uh, and maybe just like you folks out there listening right now to to capitalize on it as well. Well, and that's the thing. So what what I'm talking about is I'm going to be working with with private lenders, um, not, uh, not specifically with borrowers anymore, with developers and investors. And the reason I'm bringing that up is you're going to be hearing a different voice on this show. You're going to be hearing a set of different voices. I will still come on because I'm going to be a part of the streamline machine from here to, you know, God knows when. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're going to be hearing a different voice and set of voices on the show. And the people that you're going to be listening to are the people that are on the street. Boots on hel- the ground. Absolutely. Yeah. Helping developers. Yep. Helping home builders, helping flippers just grow their business. Mm-hmm. Um, my goal now is to help those, you know, that next generation grow their business. Totally. So I'll help the lenders. The lenders will help the home build, you know, the home builders, and we're all happy. So um, we have plans of launching a new podcast. We still don't have details as to what it's going to be called, when it's going to launch, where we're going to launch it. But we're definitely going to get good content out there for those of you that want to be lenders. With that said, we've been having a, we, we're in the middle, or excuse me, we're at the end of a four-part series yep. on ways to market yourself if you're going to be a lender or if you are a lender. And we talked about it on the very first episode of this series. It was basically, you could, you could apply this to just about anything, yeah. but guess what? It's worked for us. Yeah. So that's what we're going to talk about. But here's the cool part today, guys. So obviously, Sean, if you've listened to any of these, he's been sitting in on all four of these, today being the fourth and last of this series. Um, today, Sean walks right in because this is his area of expertise, his domain. So um, Today, we're talking about public relations. That's, you know what, can I tell you, before I ever dabbled in public relations, Mm. it was so abstract. I was like, I I didn't know what it was. So break it down from the top and then let's maybe talk about some things that we've done. Yeah. And I think, so a lot of times I think people confuse public relations with marketing and, you know, there, there is some overlap there in the Venn diagram of promoting yourself. But when I think of public relations, mostly what I think of is media relations because you're, you're trying to put your name out there and you're using media outlets as a vehicle to do that. If marketing equals impressions or, um, attention, mm-hmm. it, then yeah, PRs and mark and marketing are one and the same, Yeah, but there's, there are several ways to market. Mm-hmm. And if you want to use it as a tool, PR could be one of those. Yeah. And PR really for me, I think that it functions best to establish thought leadership in whatever industry you're in. So are you a financial expert? Are you a real estate expert? Are you an energy expert? Uh, You know, there are trade publications out there for everything. And then there are also the tier one publications out there 
uh, tier one being publications that are much larger that everybody that are household names, right? New York Times, Wall Street Journal, right? Some of the big guys. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, tier one pub- publications are the holy grail of anybody in public relations. Mm-hmm. There's an old saying, help me clean it up, but, um, you know, all press is good press. Something yeah. along those lines. Yeah, something like that. And it's true. It's true. You're, you make it on, look at Popeye's a couple of weeks ago or recently. With their chicken sandwich. Their chicken sandwich. Yeah. It was, um, they, I don't even know what happened. It ran out, they ran out of chicken sandwiches, right? They, um, the following that is, that is, you know, or the, what has happened after that has been amazing. They're selling more chicken sandwiches now than ever. Mm-hmm. Like Scarcity. Bazillion times more. <laughs> no, they, they're able to like quadruple down on it. Yeah. Um, but anyway, all, all press is good press. That's, you know, that's true and not true. And that's not what we're necessarily looking for. But some of that earned press is yeah. just the stuff that naturally makes it on, you know, out into the airwaves. But we're not necessarily only talking about earned press. We're talking about yeah. some paid press. Sure. Um, or that's some version of, of that. Also, public relations is really interesting because that is your opportunity to really try to control the narrative in the media. So not just the narrative about yourself. You don't just go out there and just promote your company. We are so great. Look at us. You're really talking about the industry and that that's where the thought leadership part comes in. And by developing that thought leadership that says a lot about you and your company, even though you're, you're kind of approaching it indirectly, like you're stepping in sideways, right? Well said. Um, absolutely. You're stepping in sideways. Let me, let me break down the PR that we've done. Uh, I'm not going to go too far into the big PR campaign where we actually spent money. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, right when you got here, man, that was, that was your, your, one of your first claims to fame at Noble. Then obviously you've created, you know, a a tremendous value through our radio shows and our podcast and all of the content that you put out into the universe. But the very first thing you did, if you recall, was you punched the PR campaign right in the mouth. And next thing you know, we're landing on Fox Business, Yahoo Finance, U.S. News, Business News Daily, the cover of this magazine, the cover of that magazine. We get another radio spot. We get interviewed here. It's just like, it just started, it came from everywhere. Yeah. We, we paid for some of that. Don't get me wrong. Right. So if you've got budget, there's a way. Absolutely. That's not what I want to talk about today, though. Let's talk about things that you could do on the cheap or maybe even, whoa, almost dropped my water. Or on the free. You almost destroyed all of the equipment that's sitting out here on the table by spilling your water. You might want to mark the tape on that one, but that was scary. Oh, Lord Jesus. Let me put it back here. Yeah. So, Uh, so PR. So, I mean, for, for those people, I think this will resonate particularly for salespeople because PR, the, the crux of it is about building relationships and it's about building relationships with the media. You know, anybody who is worth their salt in the PR world has a huge, you know, list of friendly reporters that they have developed relationships with over the years. And if you pay a PR company to, you know, get your brand out there, that's basically what you're paying for is you're paying for those relationships they've developed. Uh, so I got to chime in, man. I'm sorry. I always have an opinion. Sean and I, sure. by the way, we have a relationship that we both kind of always have an opinion. Oh yeah. And, um, and the, it works. They're not always the same opinion. No, Let's they're just not be clear. And this is one of those. <laughs> okay. So building relationships with reporters. Yes. You're right at the very technical level. You, you really are right. You don't, you don't get your message out there unless you've get access to these reporters, especially if you're trying to do this on the cheap. Right. But why PR kind of the more theoretical or philosophical reason Mm -hmm. is maybe you could call it building a relationship, but honestly, it's 
it is getting your brand um, um, some legitimacy even further no let's let's it's defining your brand okay okay controlling the message again yes kind of. pr can control the message that defines your brand and um i'll give you an example we made it onto a cover i'm looking at them because i've got them posted up on my wall um, of course you do the originate report uh last year that was a, a great honor myself and my business partners made it onto a cover of this magazine we're the cover piece, if that's what they're called. Yeah. Um, the feature. The feature. There it is. Yeah. We've uh, we've since become really good. You know, we've we've become close with the people that had published the magazine, and it's been it's just been a great ride since we made it on there. But here's the thing: uh, the cover feature, the, the cover page says Noble Capital. Noble Capital, of course, being Streamline Funding's parent company. Noble Capital structured to survive. Therein lies the narrative. You don't have, to, I don't need to tell you, read to you the article. It's like noble capital structured to survive. Right. The audience read that, consumed that. And now what do they associate noble capital with? Industry leaders. And, and, and in that particular case, survival, mm -hmm. whatever that means, it's defining your place out there in the industry. It, the other one though, it's funny that you said that because what you said is absolutely dead on. Um, the other magazine we made it on to last year, you know, Knock on that was really cool that that happened. Yeah, uh, private lender magazine. That one's put on by the American Association of Private Lenders. Shout out! I'm gonna write that down and give them a shout out after the show. For sure. Um, the my business partners and I also graced the cover of that thing, and the cover says Romney Navarro, Jaden Newman, and Chris Raglan discuss the future of private lender. So what does that put out to the universe? The future. Yeah. Yeah, and of course, thought leadership, as you said. Yeah. I was trying to come full circle. But my point yeah. is PR could help define the company's brand, um, you know, depending on what the narrative may be. If yeah. it's earned press where it's like, I said, like, you know, Whole Foods sells bad avocados, mm -hmm. for a little while, Whole Foods is going to be known for the bad avocado company. Yeah, I still think E. coli when I think of Chipotle. So that's bad press. That is bad press. Right, and that was, that was years ago. Um, you know, it's, it's interesting that you mentioned the magazines, uh, because I think that's actually more crucial to a PR campaign than putting out press releases. A lot of people think, oh, PR is you put out press yeah, releases and you know what? Most reporters, unless you're Tesla or something like that, <laughs> nobody gives a damn about your piddly press releases. So you're telling me when Romney, Jaden, Chris discuss the future of private lending that they weren't picking that up? No, I'm I'm saying that is better than just a press release. Yeah, I know. Right, press releases typically uh, tend to be self promotional, and that's where you have to really be careful when it comes to PR. You know, um, it's okay to put some of some promotional stuff out there, but you it has to be more than that. It has to be bigger than that. Yeah, dude. That's uh, so. Let, let me jump right right into what we're about to talk about. I'm going to give you guys three things that we did, and one of them is going to roll right into this. Over the course of the last like three years, maybe four years, and maybe we've been doing this for 15 years and it's just kind of formalized over the last three or four, three things that we did with little to no money, not that we didn't have the budget, we just didn't know. We just kind of fell into this um, that have paid huge dividends. And these dividends are really interesting, especially as it relates to PR, guys. This is just the message that the world hears, be it curated or not. They've paid huge dividends that I oftentimes ask myself this question. This is the one thing, by the way, in our business that we just can't measure to a, to a T. But if I didn't have the PR, would we have had the success we did? And I think the answer is always no, that, that we would not have had that, that success. So do this. Now, 
the three things we did. Um, I'll start with the first one. Um, third one might be surprising. And, and Sean just said it. Uh, he, he called it thought leadership. I'm saying create invaluable content. Create, create, create. Be the person who has an opinion. Mm-hmm. It's okay if it's not a great opinion. It's okay if it's not the popular opinion. You know, maybe even there, there may even be presidents who didn't have a popular opinion. No. But they win. So have an opinion, have a position, and talk about something that's a little different. I was talking to one of our guys the other day, and I was like, you know what, look, this, that same thing I've been hearing for the last 10 years, and all that person did was just kind of regurgitate it, turn it into his own thing. Mm-hmm. And guess what? It got a ton of press. Sure. So create valuable content. Don't just be a consumer of content. If you want PR, one free way to do it is to create valuable content. Um, Sean is obviously our content you know, producer, writer, whatever you want to call it. Or what is the official title? Well, I just got a new title recently, but previously it was content and communications. Okay. So the content and communications director, he controls the, the message out to the outside world. Um, so he gets to actually author a lot of this stuff. But let's just talk about this for a second. The ways that I was able to create or we have been able to create invaluable content that actually not only served the purpose, but all, meaning somebody did something with it. Um, and it actually helped us, like benefited us. The things that I've done is real simple. It's the same thing we're talking about right now, actually. This is it's literally happening as we speak. I write about only the things that I know the most about. Mm-hmm. I, I just had a meeting just before Sean walked in here when, while we were taking breaks between shows. And uh, we do loans on investment, real estate, re- residential properties. I do loans on more flip houses than you can count. I do loans on more new construction, you know, spec builds than you can count and little communities and stuff like that. And uh, one of my guys came in here and he says, hey, my client wants to finance a dojo hmm. <laughs> in Katy, Texas. That's and I was like, cool. It's, oh, yeah. All new things are cool. Yeah. Stay the course, though, man. Yeah. I can't write a f- freaking, excuse me, a podcast or blog on a dojo in Katy, Texas and how to finance that. I mean, I could figure it out, but I'm not going to waste my time on that. Right. But you know what I could do with my eyes closed is write about financing a little fix and flip. So write about those things that you know. Now. Mm-hmm. Pro tip, which is actually going to be the second tip here, um, make that message proprietary. Make it your own version of it. Don't just say the same thing. You're literally, I'm literally saying over the microphone right now the same thing somebody else has said, just in my own tone. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I don't, I've never heard this message, but I assure you somebody is saying, do what you know, say what you know, write what you know, and make it your own. Yeah, you're saying it based on your own experience, your Correct. own lived experience. Correct. Yeah. So you have become a... You've become a professional um, podcast producer and, and host. That's, you can actually, can you write, can you tell us a story about that? Can you tell the world something about that? Absolutely. And can you give it the, can you call them SH Productions? Sure. And, and the, the SH Productions method. Yeah, I don't know if anybody wants to use my method, but <laughs> can can one be created? Absolutely. And that's the point. Make it proprietary. Make it your own. Okay. Yeah. Um, so the the pro tip, as I was saying, is name those things that you create just like you would your kid. Yeah. Streamline funding, one of my kids, Noble Capital, Lender's Edge, Fire Starters Podcast. Yep. The stupid name that I gave this thing, unlimited great marketing for private lenders using four plus simple approaches. Whatever. Give it a name. Give it a name. It sticks. Okay. People remember somebody's name, not somebody's idea. Sure. Okay. Um, sometimes they do remember the idea, which is great too. So that's the second tip inside of creating invaluable content. The third one is 
we already kind of talked about it, but I'll just say it again. <laughs> it's, it's kind of funny. Don't worry if it's repetitive. Um, other people uh, say the same things you do. You just do it a little differently. Yeah. And so that's perfect. And even if it's something that you have already said before uh, in the media, because when it comes to public relations, all of those efforts are cumulative. Let me say that one more time. All public relations efforts are cumulative. You're not going to go out there and write one article in a magazine and then all of a sudden you're known for that. But if you write five articles in five magazines with similar messaging, that is going to have more of an effect. It's cumulative. Amen. Can I tell you how much I struggled with that? Yeah. I struggled with that. I thought everything I needed to create was, it had to be fresh. Nope. Absolutely not. But it does have to be consistent. Oh, yeah. Right? I mean, so uh, it's funny that you so say you, that. You can't contradict yourself in two different places in the media. You, that's why a message is so important for a company. It's so funny that you said that the beginning part of my career, I thought everything had to be fresh, that I caught myself kind of just in a wild sprint to push out content and everything was fresh and new and, fr and it didn't necessarily contradict its, each other, you know, itself. But it was different. It just doesn't stick either. It, it, there's no, yeah, exactly, man. Yeah. So you have one message said two or three different ways, whatever, but just get that one message out there that sticks. Mm -hmm. So don't worry if you're repetitive, especially if it's other people's stuff. That, that was another challenge that I had. It's like, well, that guy's doing that. It's like, yeah, but that guy's not you. Yeah. Yeah. I've got a different way of doing it. I could just say that if, if I want to be a content creator and a, and a thought leader, as you said. Yeah. But the other thing is, don't worry if you've already said it. That's literally your message. For the last year, I've been working on a campaign through public, which we'll talk about in a minute, called Infinite, you know, Unlock the Vault, Access to Infinite Dollars. And I remember the second time I gave that speech, I was like, yeah, these guys are going to hear it again. And then I was like, no, this is a brand new audience. And mm -hmm. I just, and I nailed that speech all year long. Hit it, hit it, hit it, hit it. Humongous and, deal flow for us. And each time you, you deliver that, that speech, you, you learn something from it. Mm -hmm. You refine it. And then the next time you deliver it, it's better. Yep. You know? Yep. Here, so this, again, we're talking free and or cheap, cheap and or free. Mm -hmm. The last little tip that I have with regards to creating valuable content, sometimes this is hard for people. I'll tell you, it's hard for Romney. I think it's even hard for Sean. And that's why we employ marketers um, is to post it, share it, print it, repeat it. Get mm -hmm. that message out there. If, if, uh, if the Wall Street Journal wants to produce, you know, put your message out there, great. But you should do it too. Sure. Okay. If the Wall Street Everywhere Journal doesn't do can. anything, if it's the Greenville Gazette, mm -hmm. push it out there. So I say post it, share it, print it, repeat it. Only because there's a bunch of different places that we forget that you could actually use the power of the messaging. Mm -hmm. But post it, it's like, okay, social media. Check, got it. Personal business, check, check, check. Share it, okay, social media, email, letters in the mail, um, press kits, dot, dot, dot. you could just keep going down the list. Mm -hmm. um, print it. You know, if you have a reception or a lobby, why not put it out there? Yeah. Here's some cool ass thing that, you know, that Sean got published in uh, U.S. News and World Report. Okay. Put I, it out there. Hire a skywriter. Whatever that is. <laughs> you know, it's like a plane that writes <laughs> in the air with smoke. Yeah. Hear ye, hear ye. <laughs> yeah. I want the world hire, to know. Hire a town crier. <laughs> <laughs> Any way you can get that message out there. I mean, come on. <laughs> this white paper was written in 1792. Crop circles. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
uh, what, Mel other, Gibson. What, what other ways can we can oh, we think of? I don't my know. My goodness. Uh. Well, let me give them an easy one, man. How about just pay a distribution house like Business Wire? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, and and that's the first step. But but again, if it it's got to have some content and it's yeah. got to have some value. You you can't just chuck a press release out into the ether because um, nobody's going to care if, unless it's important. It, it, you know, I get it, man. It's got to be. It's got to be. And again, real. It's a cumulative effect as well. But the thing you about and, and you, I've seen you struggle with this too. And I and yeah. I only say it's, it's easy to Always. play Monday morning quarterback or, or armchair quarterback. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I could do what Tom Brady does. Absolutely not. No. Okay, but I could definitely call out all his mistakes. Sure. So I, I've seen you do something along those lines where it's like it's got to be newsworthy. And yes, for the news it does. Sure. Um, but what about something like education or information? Mm-hmm. Okay, that is worthy of dissemination. Sure. Maybe not. Maybe not news per se. It's not going to hit your CNN, you know, ticker when every morning. But it's it's worthy of some type of dissemination. Sure. So when you're writing, think about that too. While it may not be newsworthy, you know, I don't even know. In, in our business, some things are newsworthy. Some things aren't. Yeah. For me, I I come at it from a little bit different perspective as a writer because. You know, public relations is one thing, but anything that I write, I want it to be engaging and I want it to be entertaining. So, you know, that's the other piece of this is we're, we're talking a lot about press releases and, and media yeah. and stuff, but writing articles is very important because that's how you have the, the space to establish thought leadership. And one of my number one rules is if it's not entertaining, nobody's going to care. You know, uh, you have to hook them. You have to keep people engaged. And so it has to be interesting in, in addition to being educational. Yeah, this is where the show could turn into crossfire. I have a counter to that, but I, yeah. I hear you because you know what? What you just did right Bring there, it. you just broke. No, <laughs> you just undressed exactly what we were talking about. Yeah. This is your message and it's proprietary to you. Yeah. Right or wrong, it is what it is. And in fact, the way you said it is absolutely right. Not, not that I'm judging you, but you said it because that's what you believe and it's absolutely right. Yeah. And if you get your message out there that way, it's 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 unbreakable. You could, you could get your message out there. People will listen. Yeah. And, and ultimately just do it. Just do something, you know, get yourself out there in front of as many people and in as many ways as you can. And the media and PR are a great way to do it. Yeah, for sure. Um, I am actually texting while we're having this conversation because I want to bring somebody else to be the tiebreaker. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, no, here's, can here's I a- choose the person? <laughs> <laughs> See, you have an unfair advantage because you you're, you're picking somebody that you know is going to side with you. Yep. So that's the, that's the noise of the text going out. <laughs> yep. All right. So we talked about creating. I hope they don't get content. the text. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sean's going to be gone for the next five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. The next one, very important, and I've already kind of alluded to this a little bit. And this is this one is not. Um, this is definitely in Sean's wheelhouse. He. Uh, he has played an integral kind of role in our, in our kind of coming up here. Um, but what about this one? This one, well, it's worked for me. In fact, I'll give you one story and then I'll tell you what it is. Sure. Last year, I did this thing, 2017. So I started in two, 2017. I, I started in January. I did it three or four times. Uh, 2018, we tied a line to the things that we did. $170,000 in revenue it created. Mm-hmm. So what is that thing? Get on stage. Just get on a stage. What is a stage? Okay. okay. We're not talking about an inaugural address here. We're not talking about a sold out concert at, you know, pick a place. We're talking about anybody who's a, an appropriate audience that wants to listen to your message. 
If you're a private lender, don't go speak to a bunch of dentists. That's stupid. <laughs> yeah, that's a waste of your time right there. Literally. <laughs> um, if you are a private lender, how about you go speak to a bunch of home builders? That, here's a thought, right? Let's go talk to a bunch of home builders. Um, if you are a home builder, how about you speak to a bunch of prospective home buyers? Right? Mm -hmm. There's your audience. Sometimes the audience is, you know, audience of one. I don't suggest you do an audience of one because getting on stage takes a lot of prep or an audience of a thousand. Mm -hmm. um, I've been fortunate to speak to an audience of several hundred, even a thousand maybe. And I've been fortunate to speak in front of an audience of two or three. They're all pretty powerful. I say fortunate because they're all pretty powerful. So um, I'll give you my little tips on getting on stage. Um, first and foremost, you need to be, as you said, a thought leader and an innovative kind of thinker. It's not so much about your words are important without a doubt. And your showmanship is also very important, but you need to have a unique message and one that is easy to process. Um, so how do you go from giving somebody some information from on stage and mm -hmm. transacting with them? And what I've learned is I hit them three different ways. Um, I hit them in the heart, I hit them in the brain, and then I hit them in the wallet. I know that sounds, again, some stupid crap that you come up with, right? You Give it a name. You hit them in the brain. And then I hit them in the balls. Like a boxer. I hit them in the heart. Maybe I should change that to head. Heart, <laughs> brain, and wallet. Well, you say you hit them in the head. That's still kind of the same thing. It's like you're punching them. Give me a better one. You're the writer. I'm going to have to think about you're this. You're the writer. Can't put me on the spot. Dude, hit them in the heart. Look, at the end of the day, um, anybody in the audience is a human being, right? And, um, and you, you get to the meat and potatoes of what you're about to tell them. I'm about to tell you about PR and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. But let me tell you a little bit about me. All right? Let me tell you a little bit about me, the heart. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm, I'm a first generation Cuban American. My parents don't speak the language. My dad died when I was 10. My mom struggled to raise us. Somewhere along the ways, she showed me some good fiscal responsibility. And all that was is like, we only have so much. Mm -hmm. So this is how we spend it. Yeah. And I've taken that same principle and applied it to private lending. Okay. That was actually just a reenactment. I say a story about me. Let them into my world. And that's hitting them in the heart. I associate with them somehow, some way. If I'm talking to a room full of... Um, Harvard professors, actually, that might even resonate with them. Um, but, the, you know, there's, there's an audience that doesn't resonate with. So you got to know your audience. Sure. Hit them in the heart. So, so get that message across that they're going to be like, oh, he's, he or she is just like me. Yeah. Step one, heart. Go ahead. No, I'm just going to, I'm saying that's right on point because that's extremely important for public relations. It's extremely important for any type of marketing. It's important for any type of sales. Yep. You know, that. It's, it's crucial. It's funny that um, that's not actually the story that I use in my presentation. That was just as an example. But a couple of years ago when we started doing this, like getting on stage and presenting, mm -hmm. excuse me, what, uh, what was funny, the thing that was most impactful to a certain group of people was that part of my story. It wasn't about the, you know, the other stuff, the uh, deals, dollars, and, uh, and whatever. It was all about my little personal story. and. Um, so it, it kind of backfired on me, but all press is good press. So whatever. Some people were paying attention. Mm -hmm. um, the next thing I do is hit them in, in the brain. <laughs> Not with the, obviously. What's your preferred way to do that? The club? <laughs> <laughs> Certainly not my intellect. <laughs> Goodness, or my wit. Um, is 
this is where you this is where you deliver the goods though. This is the meat and potatoes. Yeah. So you're who is this jabroni up on stage talking to me? Yeah. It's somebody that knows what he's talking about. Sure. That's what that is. That's what's hit, hitting them in the brain is. So again, if I'm talking to a group of chiropractors, I am talking about something that is, means something to them that I know more about than they do. And get, here's the fun part. They don't necessarily know anything that you know because you're delivering it in your own way. It's your thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm talking to a group of people. Let's just say I'm talking to a group of home builders. Romney knows how to raise money. Okay. Romney knows how to pick winners. So I you am, picked me. <laughs> 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 that uh, I know how to do that. I yeah. know how to make good investments. Sure. Um, and I explain to them how I do that. And they have their own version, but I'm giving it to them in my own way. And I'm giving them examples and I'm giving them um, my terminology and I'm t- giving them my theories and my underwriting methods. And I tell them something like this. Remember, give it a name. Tell yeah. them, look, the f- I look at one thing and one thing. Well, let me say it another way. I, I underwrite one way using the five C's theory. Five C's. Collateral, credit, cash, credentials, and character. Boom. It's stuck with you, man. Mm-hmm. It sticks with those people in attendance in the audience. So hit them in the brain. Let them know you know what's up. Sure. Okay. So that's where you deliver the goods. And then you're not there just to, to speak. Mm-hmm. Okay. You're there for more. Um, this part is hard. Okay. Cause this is uh, this is the moneymaker, but it's also where you could come across as a sleazy salesperson. Mm-hmm. Um, but you gotta hit them in the wallet. You're not there to not make money. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and I'm going to give you a perfect example of how to do this on the slide. This entire, uh, episode series, this four part series has been kind of built off of the base or on the back of a white paper that I created uh, a couple months back. Mm-hmm. It's got some stupid name. Um, four ways to market some, some long name that we gave it. And I, all I wanted from on stage at this event that we were at was to get people's names, phone numbers, and email addresses. So that I have a chance to talk to them to see if I could help them. Mm-hmm. If I don't get a chance to talk to them, I don't know if I could help them. And yeah, I've got no lead. If I, if I can't help them, then that's fine. We, we could archive that. But if I can help them, I want to help them. So what did I do? I came up with this white paper. And at the very end of my presentation, I started winding it down. I closed my, the loop on that story of my, you know, my mother being the rock in my life and why she got me to this point. Mm-hmm. And now today, my mother has retired rich. I closed that loop, brought them back to like the person right here, the heart. Mm-hmm. And I said, look, if you guys want to do a little bit of this, text this number and I'm going to give you this white paper, mm-hmm. 27,000 words on how you can market to these people. When yep. you text this number, you're going to have to give me your name and email address. And guess what they did? They texted the they fucking texted. number, gave me a name, phone number, email address, whatever. And now all of a sudden I got the lead, hit them in the wallet. I'm not trying to sell. I'm not going to say Texas for $10,000. No, 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 no. Give them value. So there mm-hmm. is the, there's a secret formula of getting them, them engaged and know? give them, give them value, value for free. Mm-hmm. Keep doing that. Cause you know how you monetize your business. Mm-hmm. Okay. You, I know I, I, I do it with fees and with interest. Mm-hmm. That's how I monetize my business. I'm not going to sell that from on stage, but I could move them closer to that point where they're ready to work with me and only me. So give them value and that's how you hit them in the, uh, in the wallet. Um, so before we wrap this up, how many tips is that for getting on stage? That was three. Okay. I've got a fourth tip for getting on stage. Ooh, this is going to be interesting. Make sure the pole is clean. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Sorry, a lot of people are not going to like me for throwing that one out there, but... <laughs> this episode brought to you by Instant Hand Sanitizer. Yeah. Kills 99% of germs. Again, Dude. Uh, we are looking for sponsors, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've, we, this is Dollar Store, Instant Hand Sanitizer. God, that's great, dude. Um, my, the very first stage I went on... No, I'm just kidding. That wasn't the case. But I, you know, I'm, I'm leaving money on the table. I wanted to tell them about a third thing. Okay. So we talked about creating invaluable content and we talked about getting on stage and we're out of time. I am going to say the last one and I'm going to, and we're just going to talk about it for two seconds. Do it. But what the hell are we doing right now? We're on stage. Yeah. We're on a digital stage. There you go, man. Start a podcast. Yeah. It costs you very little. We had a, we had a it joke really the does. other day. We, we had a, a, a like a, a kind of funny uh, how do we go about this conversation the other day? It's like, okay, let's somebody go lock that door. We're literally sitting in here with our telephones, maybe a pen and a bunch of thoughts. Can we, the only way to unlock that door, almost like escape room is if we come up with a podcast right now, record a podcast and put it out. Mm -hmm. Can you put out a podcast with just your phone and a couple of buddies? Sure. Okay. Is the content going to be, the quality going to be good? No, but no. the content is what's important. That's what, well, it's what's most important. I mean- Obviously, I'm going to say that, you know, some good recording and production yeah. will add to it. It'll enhance it, but you don't have anything without content. I mean, we could be sitting here with $5,000 microphones, and if we don't have anything to say, what are we doing? Exactly. And, and I think that's, it's the same as uh, even using a, a sports analogy. Anybody could throw a baseball. Mm -hmm. Not everybody could play in the major leagues. I mean, I can't, but... <laughs> Well said. Some people can't start a podcast either, but generally speaking, yeah. if we can do it, yeah. you can do it. Start a podcast, get your message out there. There's a million layers beneath this one. You got to come up with content. You got to come up with promotions. Boom. But if the cop content's good, people will take notice. I assure you that. But here's the thing about public relations. Remember, it's just bringing it back full circle. We're not talking, I mean, content and all that. Yes. You have a podcast. You now have a little bit of an elevated um. You've built a little bit of an elevated version of yourself, an authority, if you will. Mm -hmm. Okay. PR. You are now the podcast host. Think about that for a second. Sure. Let's say your name is Susie, the whatever you would call it. Susie, the podcast host. That's a thing. Mm -hmm. Okay. So start a podcast. I don't want to get too far into the details of what to do there. I mean, you know, you could do it for free. You could do it for a little bit of cash. You could There's do it for lots a bunch of, of YouTube tutorials out there on starting a podcast. Yeah. But the, the main thing is just do it. Let me, maybe, maybe you could give them a tip. You could, you could land this one today. We are well over on time, but land it it's for okay. us. Because uh, I'm going to edit out half of what you said when you were <laughs> rambling earlier. How about so? when I drop the water <laughs> yeah, on all will, the equipment? I will edit that out, definitely. Oh my goodness. Give, uh, give the listeners um, the, the three steps needed to launch a podcast. I mean, you, you need a good idea. Um, yep. if there's one thing I can't stand, it's, you know, two jabronis sitting in a room <laughs> with, talking with about empty bottle talking of rum. about nothing. Yeah. Um, you need to differentiate yourself. So have an idea, have some valuable content, right? Uh, something that is going to interest people. And then the last one is just do it. You know, not everybody knows how to, to create a podcast, but it's not that difficult. Not at you all. Know? Um, there's a million YouTube tutorials and blogs and forums and all of that. If there's something you want to learn, like what kind of microphone do I use? Where do I host my podcast? Whatever. Yeah. That's, that's the easy part. That's awesome, dude. Um, idea, have an idea, deliver valuable content and just do it. Just do it. All right, guys. So um, this is actually my second to last episode. I'm not going to get you know, sad about it because 
this is awesome. I'm sure not going to get shot. No, I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> but I am a little bit like, this is the end of a thing that we started and we, we got a lot of great benefit from it. And, and the, uh, man. We'll, and, uh, we'll have you on as a guest. I know. I'm, sure. I'm just saying, I, I've seen some of the benefit that others have gotten from it. Yeah. Um, specifically some of the marketing benefit people have gotten from it. And so that, that part's going to be a little sad to see let go. But I do want to say this to first a plug. What I'm going to be doing is I'm going to be helping lenders across America turn into badass versions of themselves. It doesn't have to be a lender per se. And I'm not saying anybody could be a lender. It's not true. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's an IQ measurable either. I'm just saying there's a certain person that I want to deal with. Somebody that um, is intelligent, is hungry, can follow some basic rules. And, um, and, is, and I mean, it, that, those, are, those are the three bigs. So I'm going to be working with lenders across America and people across America who want to become private lenders utilizing our capital, same as we at Streamline use Noble Capital's money um, mm-hmm. through, our, through our platform called Lenders Edge. That's where I'm going. I'm not going off to Siberia somewhere. I'm literally up the, up the street. Unless you fail. <laughs> <laughs> no, send me back. No, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be doing this. Um, yeah. So I'm going to continue to elevate the game for Streamline too, giving them a lot of fresh new content and material that they could put out to the marketplace that hopefully gets them more and better business. Yeah. Um, so the plug is that one of the things that I'm going to be doing with Lender's Edge mm-hmm. um, is I'm going to be helping people create podcasts. Sure. So if you want to be a part of, if you want to be a private lender and you need some help kind of getting the business started, I've got a real easy quick start guide. I'm going right back to it. give it a name, quick start guide. Mm-hmm. And one of those things is a podcast. I will help you with that podcast. Okay. Um, so therein lies the plug, but now what's, what's next? Um, I will be, uh, moving off of this show and I, next week will be my last show and we will be bringing on the next generation. The good news is you guys already know these people. Um, They've been on before. Yeah, more than once. Yeah. And uh, frankly, if you're doing any business with us, you absolutely know who these people are. Mm. Um, Chris Mariquin is our... Um, oh, the Colonel? The Colonel. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I, I forgot we gave him that name. If you want chicken... You go see the Colonel. There you go. Yeah. Chris Mariquin, that's, that's him, man. He is a rainmaker. He gets deals done. Yeah. And his team is just as impressive. That's, that's kind of the, the cool part. Um, scary for the marketplace, but cool for us. His team is strong and his guys and gals are going to be on the show. Um, Aiden, Zach, uh, Jackie, Dominic, you guys are going to meet a bunch of them. Um, they're going to have some, some episodes, to, you know, specific to the things that they talk about. So that's going to be the next generation to, you know, that, that it's going to take the torch and just kind of get it across the finish line. And they're going to be delivering fire, not the type of fire I delivered, but the stuff that's actually going to move the needle for you as an investor. So, um, it's been an honor to, to be, to have done this for, you know, maybe not a full year, but going on a year. Pretty close. There's been a couple cool things. Remember we had a beer sponsor, shout out to Strangeland, mm-hmm. kind of an old school Strangeland brewery. And then we, we self-sponsored with some Jameson. <laughs> yeah. Self-sponsored. <laughs> we don't call that medication. Um, we've had, um, we've had some, some cool guests. Yeah. Uh, I remember we have had a guy who has successfully completed over 15,000 permits. Mm, love <laughs> like, that guy. What the hell does that even mean? Yeah. Like 15,000. I don't even think I could write 15,000 words. And uh, this guy's gotten 15,000 permits. I don't think he could write 15,000 characters. <laughs> <laughs> over the course of a lifetime. <laughs> oh, man. Um, we had a, a guy who was on a, on a reality TV show, um, uh, Andy Williams. He was, he yeah. was really cool, too. Uh, Marine kind of taking charge of this recon uh, realty mm-hmm. concept. 
He's uh he was our actually our first guest. Mm-hmm. We've had a lot of really interesting people. Steve Lang. Um, I mean, the list goes on and on. I think we probably had some 30 guests or so in that in my yeah. little run. The next run's gonna be cooler though, because like I said, these are the guys that are doing the deals. That's right. I'm talking so, theory, these guys are talking details. Gonna be a lot for people to to take away from yeah. it, you know. Yeah. So I'm not gonna bore you anymore, guys. Been my pleasure, been my honor. Um also it's been fun doing it with you, bud. Hey man, let's just start our own podcast thing. And All right, give it a name. Uh two guys sitting in a room talking about BS. <laughs> Damn, that sounds like an adult swim podcast. <laughs> I I came up with one yesterday cuz I was tired. A, a stretch and a scotch. There you go. I like it. It's got a ring to it. I'm nice. Romney Navarro. This is Sean Harris. It's been our pleasure and we will catch you on the next one. Take care, folks. That's it for this week's Firestarter Podcast. Thank you for spending time with us. We'll be back with a new episode soon. Until then, I'm Romney Navarro. Always keep the flame in your heart, and I'll see you at the top.